0: Hello there, it's Mary Stone, and we just had a nice drizzle, cleared up a little bit. I am so grateful for this bit of rain, and we had a big rain on Monday evening, which has hopefully helped the happiness of our plants that have been so dry. Thanks to those that reached back about last week's chat about the seal pup surprise, a story that warms our hearts, as does your kindness and good wishes about my book proposal. Here's to growing forward learning and growing together with you in this garden of life is such an honor i so enjoy it and i thank you so very much so over the weekend i attended a comfort zone camp in partnership with the national fallen firefighter foundation so again i've mentioned before it's a grief camp for kids and young adults and the transformation in the kids from feeling alone to feeling connected is always such an inspiration as is their courage The day after, volunteers are encouraged to take a day off or kick back a bit. Indeed, it's always tiring during the weekend because emotions run high and kids don't sleep all that much. (laughs) And so on Monday, I did take it leisurely, and in the afternoon, I planted vegetable seeds in the garden. Long overdue, though I did plant the snap peas on time when the forsythia was in bloom. But seeds planted later in the season will emerge quicker and grow faster as the soil is warmer. They have a way of catching up, which makes me feel better. And the other funny thing was I had gotten an email on Monday morning from Renée's garden where I love to buy seeds, and their headline was, Keep Planting Seeds. So it was perfect, perfect timing. Mid to late June, or when spring is turning into summer if you're in a different part of the world, is a great time to sow another round of beans, corns, cucumbers, zucchini, and summer squash, or in my case, the first round. But that's okay. I'll have a bounty later in the season. Everything in its time. It makes me think of all the funky vegetable seeds available and whether they are genetically modified, leading to this week's story that starts like this. Hello, fellow listeners and readers. Green beans aren't only green anymore, and tomatoes come in all sorts of shades and mottled blends of colors. There are even tomatoes that stay green when they're ripe. Charlotte of Stone Church, Pennsylvania, asked if the funky vegetables are genetically modified. Indeed, there's much confusion over genetically modified versus heirloom versus hybrids. Then there are organic seeds to consider. There's a growing concern over genetically modified foods. In 1999, the Safe Seed Pledge, sponsored by the Council for Responsible Genetics, a non-government nonprofit, began with nine seed companies. Now, over a hundred seed companies pledge that they do not knowingly buy, sell, or trade genetically engineered seeds or plants. Genetically modified, which as you know, the acronym is GMO, means organisms with genetically changed cells, the DNA, including crossing species. The goal is to improve resistance to pests and diseases, increase nutrients, and reduce spoilage, which all sounds positive. But the elephant in the room is the initiative to change the genetic makeup of crops to be resistant to herbicides. You may know that Monsanto invented genetically modified crops resistant to their popular glyphosate herbicide Roundup. In other words, your corn, soybeans, wheat, and other edible foods may include a hefty dose of synthetic herbicide. No thank you. Hybrids, conversely, are cross-pollination of two different varieties of plants from the same species. It's a process that happens in nature, though plant breeders intentionally cross-pollinate plants to improve characteristics such as disease resistance, color, fruit size, or improve taste and yields. And hybrids accomplish all of these things without being genetically modified. So a lot of those funky vegetable seeds are not GMO. They are actually cross-pollinated from two different varieties of plants from the same species. Some define heirloom seeds as open-pollinated by wind or insects that date back 40 to 50 years, others say, before World War II, which began in 1939. One universal meaning of heirlooms is, because they are open-pollinated seeds, they can be collected from the parent plant year to year and produce the same characteristics, unlike hybrids or GMOs. Organic seeds are grown following the USDA's National Organic Programme, which doesn't allow synthetic pesticides and fertilizer, sewage sludge, which are biosolids, or fresh manure. And clearly they must not be GMO. Many heirlooms can be organic as they came before synthetic fertilizers and pesticides. It's a long answer to Charlotte's question, but in a nutshell, funky veggies can be organic, and even heirlooms. And while genetically modified seeds and food don't have to label saying that they are, you can seek out those labeled non-gmo last season i was thrilled to receive an assortment of goodies from dennis of blairstown whose bountiful veggie garden always brings so much delight you know dennis because we spoke about him several times but most recently in the woodcock dance and making a meadow that was episode 101 he shared his seven kinds of beans in the mix, which were rattlesnake pole beans, Indian red pole beans, vortex long pole beans, yellow wax bush beans, Italian flat bush beans, green bush beans, and galopka Polish yellow bush beans. So pretty. And of course, there's a photo on the Garden Dilemma's website. I'll put a link in the show notes. I've always been a fan of combining veggies in a flower bed. Now, with all the fun colors, Vegetables can surely add to the display and be wholesome, too. Garden Dilemmas? AskMaryStone.com I came across a story written by Mike Dunton, who's the founder of Victoria Seed Company and one of the early signers of the Safe Seed Pledge. You may know the Victory Seed Company. They work to preserve rare and threatened heirloom seeds and make them available to home gardeners. Mike writes... Although the science and technology behind genetic engineering was established by the late 1970s, it wasn't until 1980 when the government began allowing life forms to be patented that corporations realized that they were sitting on gold mines. Simply speaking, by manipulating the DNA of living things, calling these organisms unique and protecting them with patents, the industry of biotechnology and the commercialization of genetically modifying organisms was born. For the first time in history of humankind, small groups of individuals have the potential to control the food supply of the whole planet. Isn't that a scary thought? But we have things we can do, as Mike suggests. If the food you are purchasing is processed and sold in packages, regardless of the label, such as natural, you can assume it contains GMOs. So look for the labels that specify non-GMO and plant your vegetable garden, choosing those with the Safe Seed Pledge. Non-GMO combined with organic are even better. Speaking of not interfering with the natural way of things, a few of you asked about the male robin crashing into the kitchen window, thinking his reflection was an intruder. He stopped constantly crashing as he became busy feeding his family though he would visit the window and hit it once or twice every morning, and I was glad to know his family was still there. Before leaving for camp, I could see one young robin ready to fledge, but I couldn't see the others. Perhaps they already took their first flight, I thought. Then came in the ruckus of a red-shouldered hawk. I ran downstairs and flung open the door. Jolie running behind me, we chased the hawk, and the mom and dad robins screeched behind him, inches from his tail. My heart sank. But when I came home on Sunday evening after camp, I let Jolie out and four young robins made a sequential landing all within a few feet of each other. I like to believe they are from the robin family. Like seeds that are heirlooms are cross-pollinated, creating natural hybrids, it's best not to interfere with the natural way of things. Though I couldn't help but chase the hawk to spare the robin family, I've grown to admire him too. It's up to us to make food choices as we shop, to put pressure on the big businesses, to let them know that we care about our food. We wish for sustenance from our dear earth in a naturally healthy way. That is so true. If more of us buy organic and non-GMO, there'll be more of that available to us. So there you go. So thanks so much for coming by. I always enjoy our time together, and I hope you have as well. And if so, please share the podcast with a friend or two so more can join us in learning and growing in the garden of life it means so much have a great day you can follow Garden Dilemmas on Facebook or online at Gardendilemmas.com and on Instagram at hashtag Mary Elaine Stone. Garden Dilemmas Delights and Discoveries is produced by Alex Bartling thanks for coming by I look forward to chatting again from my screen porch and always remember to embrace the unexpected in this garden of life have a great day